Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. Uh, we have a very special episode coming to you on Sunday night. Uh, typically, we try and get our episodes out well before the weekend, but um, due to uh, us having lives, um, I think is the best way to put it, um, we decided uh, that this week we we're going to do a recap of today's um, November 28th game, uh, NFL Sunday Slate. Um, where the misplays are magnified and the um, the victories mean oh so much more. Um, but before we get into that, I will introduce uh, my my co-host as tradition is. Uh, Mike, how are you? Good evening. Good evening. I'm good. I'm good. I do have to say the intro rang a little truer with me as for our pre-podcast preamble. Bad mistakes. I've made a few. And just couldn't help but, you know, that rang through based on the first part of our conversation here tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I made a few today, uh, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, and normally I throw it to uh, our other co-host, uh, Suds. Excuse me, I'm, I'm burping up a storm here. Um, but Suds is uh, still feeling a little bit under the weather, so we uh, we wish him the best in uh, in whatever's uh, going on but uh to fill in for him uh, we have um uh, a new person one somebody who hasn't been on the podcast ever before i think this is their first time so everybody go easy on them uh but it's my opponent today uh jay jay how are you hi everyone thanks so much omnicon is, is quite a bitch as suds can probably attest it's mm-hmm. tough I'm, I'm excited to be here it's rivalry week um and hey i'm feeling the same as you guys it's uh, uh the small things get exemplified here as we go down the stretch all in division games here on out so um look we'll, we'll look at how close the league is i think all of our players know how close it is and and so everything can can change uh, on a on a dime or a whistle so excited to go through it with you guys uh let's go yeah, so I think I think this is a great time to sort of uh, let our listeners know that um, we will not be doing our regular format where we review all the waiver wire um, pickups or the uh, uh, previewing each match, obviously, because they've they, they're in the middle of occurring um, or have finished in some cases. So what we're going to do is just a game by game sort of uh, rollout. Uh, we'll review it. Um, We'll give you all the dirty, nasty gossip that we have about it, and uh, we'll send you on your way. So it might be a little bit of a shorter podcast today, but uh, mm-hmm. we're, exci- we're excited that you're here anyways. So, um, Mike, which which one do you want to start us off with? Yeah, sorry, I was just going to add, Let's. I'd love to roll through the games, and then maybe we could even give a little synopsis of the divisions, because everything's in division, mm-hmm. right? So if we could stick to one division, look at those matchups, and see maybe how we see things playing out. I also just had a thought as we were sitting here, it'd be fun to get, like, 
you know, as a guest on the show. Maybe we can like pander for that in the chat real quick and just like, or throw the link in and see who just joins the show. Spice it up a little bit. Oh, I like, I like throwing the link. Yeah. I'll, I, I can, I can do that right now. Do it. Actually. Um, and we'll see. Do we want to just say like anybody who, like, like, is there, is there a prize? Um, as I throw the link in right now, is yeah. there a prize that we're, we're going to give? Oh, them? absolutely. I, mean, I, I will we'll send fun of them less than everybody else. <laughs> no, I will <laughs> send a, I will send a six pack to the first person that joins. Don't, oh, hello. Don't. So six make sure you put that in. Make sure you put that in the chat. No, no, no. Don't PM. say that. I just want someone to join because they love us and they know we're podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the purity, pure, yeah. purity of the podcast. Um, 6.19 p.m. I've thrown the uh, the link into 3.90 Millionaires, our chat on WhatsApp. Um, so it's 6.19 yeah. Central Mountain. Oh, that's uh, that's Mountain Time. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, good, okay. good yeah. clarification. Yeah. But I think uh, let's just roll through divisions top to bottom. Let's go two championships asterisk and maybe start there. Yeah, I like that. I like that. So that, um, Mike, you had a, a wonderful sort of diagram <laughs> as to who would be doing what. Uh... Lovely, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely um, an awesome just sort of a picture. So um, I've got uh, I've got 1.21 gig, uh, guts and Swedish fish. And Jay, I think that's your matchup. So mm-hmm. why don't you tell us what happened today? Sure, sure. Let's get into it. Um, uh, now... You almost don't even want to bother giving uh, breadth to to this. I know that we had uh, some some Swedish chatters coming into our mentions collectively about uh, "woe is me," highest scores and stuff. Um, but you know, you're the twelfth place team. Um, you change your name from "lifeless fish" to "Swedish fish," forgetting that Swedes don't play American football, um, and and it's just it's upsetting. I look at a guy, you know, I'll tell you, you know who I feel for here. What I feel for is for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon runs for 165 yards. He gets two rushing touchdowns. He has one of his best scores of the season, 28.3 points in Yahoo standard scoring. And his team isn't going to get within 30 points of a win. So I'm just... I'm just, I'm feeling for, for Mixie here, you know? So it should be said that obviously as we're all watching the Bucks game, we're hoping to find out that we're not playing against Leonard Fournette. And unfortunately for Danish, he was, he was also playing against Jacobs who did great. And he's also playing against Josh Allen who also almost put up a 30 spot. So you got to feel for the guy a little bit, but then you can just immediately forget that and move on to something else because this game was over before it started with Jiga Guts cruising along and looks like Ryan might finish in first place at the end of the week with this uh, this pounding that he's given to the Fishy Boys. Um, definitely appreciate the call out to Joe Mixon there. He's quietly been, um, there's been a lot of chatter about Derrick Henry um, dominating earlier in the in in the season, mm-hmm. Jonathan Taylor has certainly stepped into that role. But um, if you if you take a peek at, at what's happening behind those guys, you'll see that Joe Mixon is front and center in terms of RB one status. So um, Danish's team all season long has perplexed me in terms of its 
its record, he will be finishing dead last in the regular season. I don't think there's any way that he can get out of that hole now, but um, boy, oh boy, it is. Um, it is certainly exactly what you said, Jay, and, and a tough pill for Joe. Um, but then like, like Danish came into the chat and he was like, oh yeah, oh, woe is me. I'm facing the team with the most points. And it's like, okay, I get that. But you look at Ryan's team, like who did he have? He had DeAndre Swift put up 0.9 points on Thursday. Like where was, um, where was Danish then? You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's Ryan. Ryan easily could have like thrown in the towel at that point, but he didn't. He fought through it and his team showed up. So um, I'm not really, I'm not really uh, feeling the, uh, the reverse uh, <clears throat> ecology that mm-hmm. I think Danish mm-hmm. is trying to throw in. Mm-hmm. So also just, I feel like he was like casting bad karma on himself by changing from the lifeless fish to the Swedish fish. He thought that was like clever for some reason. <laughs> But I feel like he was actually gaining some momentum. He beat me. He beat someone else either the week before or the week after. He beat then, me. He yeah, yeah. spanked me. And it was just like, and then he got all cocky and was like, I'm not the lifeless fish anymore. And like, look, you're still shit. You're going to finish last. I just, yeah. You're still a beer tea or a beer, a B tier candy. <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. I mean, sorry. I, so I missed much of Thursday. So this was actually quite shocking. I mean, nine yards for Swift. He was injured leading up, but like, did he not? He obviously didn't get any carries. No, oh, he uh, he sprained his shoulder. Okay. Yeah, early on. In, in, oh, in, early in, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Early on, because he he looked he looked pretty electric. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, he he took a tackle out of bounds and immediately just sort of crumpled. So yeah, you could see um, right off the hop that it was a uh, it was going to be a tough one. Pretty cool. Uh... Lots of people trying to join our Zoom chat so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, as as we... I, I like how we check in between... Like, each game that we're going to review, we'll check in, see who's joined the chat. Um, I think I think just generally, like, 390 really respects the work that we put in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and who we are. And, like, doesn't take us for granted or anything like that, you know? Doesn't want to fuck with it. I, I get it. Yeah. Um, so the next game I got uh, looking at it is the uh, is Bitch Boy versus Donkey Dick. Um, so Mike, I believe this is actually your game. Yeah, some tough, tough, tough matchups happening here for Curtis. He had to play uh, his RB one and RB two were Gaskin and Hubbard, and I mean Gaskin had a respectable day with a couple touchdowns, which made it respectable because he only had forty nine rushing yards. Um, Hubbard had a whole six yards and then Goddard had a big goose egg props for playing Bourne in the flex. Definitely fucked that Mm. up and didn't play Bourne in another league. But yeah, I think, uh, Neville's going to finally, what, end his six game losing streak, five game losing streak, something like that right now. Keep himself within a game of Ryan in the division. He had a, I mean, bit of a lackluster day. I mean, nothing too, too special, not a championship day, but you know, his players put up points, unlike mm-hmm. Curtis's at this point in time. So tough go for the uh, donkey dick, and uh, Neville's going to get off the, the wagon here, and looks like he's going to get a dub. Yeah, hard not to see Neville overcoming what is a seven-point gap at this point with still Lamar Jackson, who it looks like um, the Browns-Ravens game has just started. So you would expect um, Bitch Boy to uh, to overcome that. 
Yeah, sorry, um, that was that was a complete miss in my analysis. Neville is actually losing at this moment in time, so if Lamar Jackson decides to take a literal shit like he did against the Browns last year and not come back, then Curtis will win. But very all very, signs very are pointing true. to Neville winning this matchup. Very, very good caller. That's why you're the host. Hey. That's why Jimmy is fire, you know? We'll get to that <laughs> to that later. Yeah. But uh yeah, no, I look at I look at Curtis's team. Um, there's, it, it, it's just not a very exciting team as is. I, I I understand that injuries were an issue and he's got buys, but um, uh, I don't know. We didn't get to talk about the trade that you guys did last week, where right. Stephon Diggs and he traded a whack load of of running backs away, um, mm-hmm. to get. Oh no, he received a whack load yeah. of running backs. So mm-hmm. where are those running backs? Uh injured and not playing. Injured and scratched. Very unfortunate timing. Slash so I'm happy about that. Yeah, no doubt. So so just to recap the the pieces that were moved, Zach Moss, Jordan Howard, and who was the Claypool. Chase Claypool mm-hmm. were moved from your team. Over to Curtis's for Stefan Diggs and um, who's the other? Uh, Collins. Collins. Yeah. Yes. Alex Collins. Yeah. And so uh, it was a trade that perplexed the league. Absolutely. Um, it made very little sense for Curtis to move this. And so I'm, I'm curious if we could break this down as to what happened. How did Curtis agree to this? Mm-hmm. Um Essentially, like I'll say it, the people were talking about collusion. There was collusion questions going on because you and Curtis have a history together. You're the one that brought Curtis into the league. Um, it seems that Curtis kind of accepted his fate that he wasn't going to make playoffs this year and, and wanted to help Buddy out. And while that's admirable, the rest of the league has has major questions about the conduct of Curtis. So, so. Uh, we'll say a, a number of people uh, came to me and said, uh, I don't believe that Pelt has enough scruples to not collude uh, to benefit wow. himself. Wow. Yeah. And, and I want you to know that I, <laughs> I, I, I said to those guys, I said, hey, guys, like that's, hey, guys. I, um, I was there. I was there with you, Jay. And you were yeah, like, well, that's exactly right. You were you, present. If you've got an issue with it, yeah. you talk to Mike. And, and, and like that's, and, and we said together, we were like, <laughs> well, we may have, um, our own questions about it. We're going to give we're going to give Mike the opportunity to explain what <laughs> That's happened. Exactly right. That's what this is, podcast is all about. <laughs> so um, happy happy to walk through everything. First of all, I'll start with all of us here in this league are respectable gentlemen. We all come here to win. We all pay to be in this league. I commission a couple leagues. I would never let such fraudulent activity happen, nor would I be a part of it ever. So we'll squash that right off the bat. Strong words. The the funny part that everyone got hung up on, which was the least minor, the least part of the trade was Collins, I think. And it was because Carson was ruled out for the year the next day, I think. I mean, I, I, think I was, was getting riled up in the chat because you guys were all dancing around acting like it was collusion. And it was like Friday night and I had a long week at work and I was like, I'm not even getting in this right now. <laughs> Because I'm just going to get all pissed off and I'm going to be like, fuck you guys. So I just like, I texted Curtis. I was like, I'm not even going to respond because I'm done with it. But there was nothing nefarious happening in this deal. So the way it kind of went down was 
I needed to improve my receiving core. Ridley doesn't look like he's coming back. I had a plethora of depth running backs. Curtis was starting Khalil Herbert and I think Hubbard last week. And so I said, I think we're a good match for a deal. I can slide you some running backs who are actually going to touch the ball, unlike those two guys, and I want to digs back. So the deal kind of came about where Claypool was on the table. He was a solid option in Pittsburgh. I wanted Diggs. He offered Hopkins. I wasn't really too into the Hopkins angle. Um, it came out Howard had a couple big weeks in Philly. They were running the ball like 70% of the time. Looked like he was going to have a timeshare. Curtis was interested in him. Moss was getting red zone carries in Buffalo, so he's minorly interested in him. So I threw him in. And then my only, I said, we came to basically a three to one deal. And I said, I think I need something to kind of put the tables back a little bit, like a running back that I can just have on my bench. And then uh, he was like, Collins. And I was like, sure. So, for the record, I had zero intention of targeting Collins, which was the, the fun... Sorry. He said, who would you be interested in? I said Collins or Hubbard. And then he said Collins, so I took it. It, it, it sounds like a, a likely story to those to those that wonder if it actually if the conversation actually occurred. Do you have any receipts that you can provide in terms of the conversation? Absolutely. Uh, then it was, silence those doubters. Post them. Post the. But why does that? The, why the do the I have to play in a league where you guys need to know my private negotiation tactics? Oh, a because it's fun. I do that. Sure. I show I show all my negotiations. Um, with permission from the other person, but it was, there were, there were some, there were some questions about it and you could have silenced a lot of people in that moment by just being like, yeah, you know what? Here's the conversation. And if Curtis knowingly agreed to it, which by your account, it sounds like he did, then I don't think anybody has any um, leg to stand on by saying this is collusion. It's Curtis being like, this is how I want to run my team. Mm -hmm. Is it poorly that he's running his team? I think the majority of the league would say yes, but there was, there was such a fierce aversion to getting the truth out that it, it, it just led to natural questions. Uh, no, because, Paul, I have because one quick question for you. I want to jump in here. Yeah, Paul, yeah, I got jump. a quick question for you. Sure. sure. You've been watching a lot of true crime on Netflix. Um, I, I don't think so. I watched tiger King. Is that the same thing? I would, that was, there's definitely crimes. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, listen, I'm going to I'm going to be the voice of reason here. I, I don't need to see um, uh, chats. I don't need to see screen grabs of, of Curtis's, you know, dick pics that he sends to Pelt. I don't need to, <laughs> Pelt has said strongly and fiercely that everything's on the up and up. And if you can't believe that, then I think you need to look at yourself in the mirror True. and True. see the piece of lettuce in your teeth. Um, but also <laughs> understand who you are as a person. Um, Cause for me, that's all I need. Pelt said it was all on the up and up. That's, mm -hmm. that's what this podcast is for. I'm good. Yeah. Your teeth are clean now. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. So, you know, I don't think he needs to silence the doubters. I think the doubters need to understand that if they can't make good trades, that's on them. That's great. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's great uh, feedback, Jay. So a very interesting situation. I think we spent enough time on on the trade, Mike. You, you obviously did very well in that, and I think um, I think we can just jump right into your game and actually show uh, tell the listeners how the trade benefited you in week. I will just oh. I will just point out that last week the score 
with the trade accounted for was like 17 to 16. So if you need any mm. like further data there. But we don't. We don't. <laughs> we do not. But I will emphasize uh, there's no bullshit. I will not stand for that shit. You know me. I'm a passionate guy. I, if someone fucks around in the league, I will be the first to, to speak for it, as you guys will and maybe did. But I will not demand anyone show me any text messages. I will not demand anyone show me read receipts. This is just, there's no time and place for that. We're all grown men. That's why we don't veto trades anymore. We got rid of that like 10 years ago. You're here. You're here. Um, so Mike, you were playing, uh, my brother, Mike, this weekend, uh, as we move into the, uh, seven championships, no, mm-hmm. oh, just regular seven championships division. Um, this is going to be the weakest game of the week. It looks like, mm-hmm. um, my, there may, there might be some room for improvement, but, um, Mike, your team, uh, Appelt, your team, Blasted off mm-hmm. um, behind uh, Stefan Diggs, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Elijah Mitchell, who uh, $69 later, or Fab Butt dollars later, mm-hmm. looking like a great pickup. Sorry, I think it was actually 100 but Was it actually? What was 69 one zero zero baby. I you, put the, you spent whole the whole gambit That's on right. Eli the Mitchell. Whole kid caboodle. Did somebody, did somebody spend $69 on somebody? Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, somebody is. Yeah, it's probably like Nick Foles or something. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, hundred dollars for Elijah Mitchell, who it, I would say, if we were redrafting now, he'd probably be like a second round running back, right? Like he's been, he's up there, probably, probably like third, fourth, because I know yeah. he was injured there for a shaky bit. on the injury. Yeah, and I got questioned but, like I did with the Curtis trade at the time. So see how both of those worked out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Um. So you've got a you've got a, an eighty. Uh, your it's you've got eighty point three is your points right now. You've got Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield going as we speak. So that number is sure to improve. Um, you're playing against uh, Flacaroni and Cheese, who um, having it looks like seven starters play, um, only put up thirty eight points so far. Um, he's got Kareem Hunt rolling in the uh, the Baltimore um, and Cleveland game right now, but um, I think we can expect that. That number will probably the distance between your score and and Mike's score will will stay the same, and you'll uh, you'll probably cruise to an easy victory here. So I'm not really sure <laughs> we need to go too much more into it, other than just like you got the win in a, in a very important week, or it looks like you're going to get the win in a very important week. I don't want to jinx you, mm-hmm. um, and that uh, that's going to prove crucial for your uh, your playoff hopes. So. Um, how do you feel about today's performance? I feel pretty good. And you know what? I think what I've preached on this podcast all along is don't, I didn't panic. I always liked my team. I wasn't going to do anything drastic. I was shopping Chubb, but only if it made sense. And I felt like things were going to kind of even out as the year went on. I think I was two and five at one point. So, you know, I, I feel pretty good. I feel, I think where I'm, a little wavering on his quarterback with Baker, Teddy, and uh, that other uh, ba- no Baker, Teddy, and see, I can't remember the third quarterback's name. That's how. Uh... Jimmy. Jimmy, I thought I said Jimmy. So Jimmy Baker and Teddy. Sorry, easy names to remember. How could I forget them? 
Um, little, little worried there, but I'm pretty happy with my wide receiver core and I'll mesh my running backs together. But yeah, I don't know. This season's been weird in every single league I'm in. Like, it's a I'm, weird year for I'm like like the NFL. Six and five and or seven and five in leagues where I feel like I have really good teams in. And it's just been really odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um but we can uh I know I'll 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 say that point after we look at the next matchup. Sorry. Okay. So the other teams in your division are uh CD's nuts and the digested kneecaps. So our co-host uh Suds playing the commissioner in uh, uh, well, you know what? I'm I'm overstepping my boundaries here. This is uh whose game? Mine. Jay's Jay. Run us down. What's going on there? Absolutely. I think right now what we're looking at between uh, digested kneecaps and CDs nuts is is two teams who are going in opposite directions. You guys may remember about uh, four weeks ago that Andre uh, had been sitting in first or second place in this league uh, consistently. He uh, he had had some some really great weeks. He had been blowing out competition, but he has since just absolutely stumbled. He's just had you know a really tough time of it, and so. We look at him coming up against uh, digested kneecaps, who had been uh, further towards the the bottom of the league for a while, but have consistently kind of been putting up points, getting those uh, those wins when necessary. And in the end, uh, it comes down to Suds uh, has the Cincy D, um, and you know, 19 points is uh, is nothing to sneeze at, and it gets the job done. And in this matchup. Nobody who isn't David Carr's brother has more points than that. So, you know, it's it's kind of like if you've got the D and that's the second highest scoring player on the team uh, in the matchup, that's great for you. You know, nobody's blowing anybody out of the water. Tony Pollard did his thing. Gronk got gronked. Um, and that's just, you know, some 12 pointers. And that's enough to get him free and clear of really any possibility that Andre is going to come in. You know, uh, Andre's got, uh, uh, you know, hoping that uh, he's hoping that Baltimore with Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews and uh, uh, Devontae Freeman can get him. Oh, nothing shy of just uh, about 60 points. So we'll just see if that happens. Um, But my money is on that. It won't. It's happened before. Hey, yeah. I'm not saying it's impossible, mm-hmm. um, but I'm just saying Andre's team probably is not going to make the playoffs. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I ask a question about Suds' team? Absolutely, please do. Uh, his his team name all season long has been the Digested Kneecaps, and, and I think that's been like clever for for its own sake, but I'm not entirely sure, as I think about it, what the Digested Kneecaps means at all. Um, and then I also am confused. I guess it's two questions. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm confused as to why it's a it's a naked bottom as his avatar. Uh, I can I can go in here and pelt. You can come in uh, and, and find me where I'm right or wrong. Um, I believe the digested kneecaps comes initially from uh, the Detroit Lions coach Dan Campbell, who suggested that he wanted his team uh, to eat the knees of the opponents. And yes. so um, the suggestion here is um, that um, Suds's team has eaten the knees of the opponents, um, yes. digested them, um, and now you know shitting out uh, the knees of his opponents um 
So that's, I think, kind of the where that's coming from. The naked bottom is, you know how you can do that thing where if you put your uh, your finger kind of like that on the, on the screen really close, it kind of, it looks, it's kind of like a naked bottom. Um, Paul Rudd does it way better than I do, but uh, but you get it. You, I think your your finger is kind of like a like a knee like a knuckle is a joint like a knee and so it's a, a bum is actually also a knee from a certain perspective yeah okay i totally Pretty remember the, the the origin of the name that's right that was a dan cannibalism um mm-hmm. dan uh, cannibalism yeah dan cannibalism uh may god rest his soul but um yeah, the uh, the 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 butt finger. Yeah, um, that actually makes like a, a scary amount of sense. So thank mm-hmm. you. I'm, I'm not sure if that's accurate or not, but I, I'm that's the definite that's the the version I'm going to believe in. So. Absolutely. Yeah, I have nothing to add to that. That's that was pretty bang on. Nice, nice. Um, we're going to go to uh, two championships asterisk. So I just want to jump. We already did that oh, one sorry, first yeah. of all, but I'm just going to jump back into. The seven we championships did. division. Um, it's interesting because last week I had a huge week and I pulled within seven points of suds in points four. And then Andre is going to have a short week this week, so I might pull even closer with him. Anyways, long story short, what this division's shaken up to be, suds and I play next week, both looking like we're going to be seven and five. That matchup could be for the division. In fact, it really might be. I think Andre has an outside shot because he plays me the week after, depending how things work out. Um, but things are getting real interesting, and I think Mike Caldwell might be out of the chase, losing to me this week, as it stands. You're, uh, you're the, the loser of next week's, next week's matchup may be out of the playoffs altogether, because your division does suffer from the weakest points scored right. for. Right. And so... Um, that uh, that would be a tough break for the uh, whoever loses next week. So man, that just added some more intensity to it. Well, we'll we'll oh. we'll go over it in, in uh, next excruciating week's episode. Detail. Excruciating detail in next week's episode. Uh, we will go to the final division, um, which Mike, as you corrected uh, me, is that it's just two championships, just a regular two championships, no asterisk. There's no questions about it. Um, but we will start off with. How do you guys want to do this? Do you guys want to do uh, Nolan and, and Gertie's game, or do we want to? Yeah, let's I'm... let's do Nolan and Gertie first. Okay, Nolan and Gertie in a uh, a slobber knocker because this is my matchup. Um, currently it stands with Gertie in first with 108 points, 108.1 points to Nolan's 103.04. Um, so five point gap. Gertie has had all of his players play. He has uh, hit the regular um, uh, culprits showing up for him. Jonathan Taylor get it, finding the end zone and getting almost 100 uh, yards from scrimmage. Uh, Joe Burrow had a good game uh, today. Seems like all the Bengals played well. Um, 17.4 points from Joe Burrow. Dalton Schultz went to the uh, the end zone on Thanksgiving or Mayor. Excuse me, American Thanksgiving. Uh, T. Higgins benefited from uh, Joe Burrow's strong game. So there was a lot of good players from Gertie. 108 is a very respectable score. However, Nolan came to play this week with Cordell, Cordero Patterson scoring 25 points, 
rushing for over 100 yards, two rushing touchdowns, 27 reception yards. Dak Prescott, Thanksgiving, uh, huge day, 25-point game. Those two players uh, by themselves uh, accumulating almost half of Nolan's points. Um, Nolan still has Tyler Lockett to play. And I think this is probably the biggest boom-bust game that we've seen. The range of possibilities for Tyler Lockett's play tomorrow, um, I think I don't think any of us would be surprised if he um, put up zero points. He went for one catch, uh, maybe two yards. <laughs> um, everybody, we have a, uh, a special <laughs> guest with us here on the podcast. Um, I, 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 let's just jump right into it. Uh, Patty Mack, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't keeping up with what the context of the link was. Uh, Jay just said to click on it. So I didn't know I was jumping into a podcast. No context. No context. I do want to say uh, something pretty exciting, Patty Mack. Uh, You're the winner. Yeah. Um, I didn't help, even uh, participate help. this year, and I won. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, help, uh, tell him what he's won. Mm. Uh, McKinnis, you won yourself a nice, fresh six-pack delivered to your house. So congratulations. Oh, damn. That's nice. it. You clicked one link, and, yeah. and and you won yourself six free beer. So, like, mm. that good easy. for you, man. All right. Well, I guess I'll click on every link that I get from now on, because I <laughs> yeah. might just get a six-pack of beer. That That's sounds a like a really... Idea. It's a really good idea. Really reasonable way to go about living your life. You joined it's, at a great uh, time, though. There's some stark analysis about to go down here. That's right. That's true, right. That's true. Uh, so I was in the middle of talking about Tyler Lockett. I don't think we'd be surprised if he went for um, one catch, three yards, and finishes the game with basically zero points, yeah, leaving yeah. Nolan with a loss. Or Tyler Lockett easily could go for 170 yards, three touchdowns. Like this is These are the types of games that Tyler Lockett has. Um, he's either red hot or nowhere to be seen. And um, I'm still not willing to call this game, to be honest. Like it's, it feels, yeah. um, it, it still feels like up in the air. So if Gertie wins this game, uh, he basically secures himself playoffs. Um, if Nolan wins this game, uh, he basically, I think it's a similar situation as to what your division is in Mike, but but Nolan, Nolan is in good shape if he can pull off this win. And then I honestly, I think Gertie um, takes a bit of a tumble here um, because he'll go to seven and five mm-hmm. um, with I a think, lot of people with a lot of people. And I think he falls. I think he falls from first place right now or projected first place to to fifth place. And then he would have to get at least one more win against myself and Jay the, the <laughs> following two weeks. So he's got some tough competition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um the big thing for Gertie uh, that I am thrilled about is that for the final game of the regular fantasy season, JT is on bye. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is against me, which I'm really excited about. Mm-hmm. And sorry. And next week, Devonte Adams is on by. So, so he's out his two best players the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, um, all, so all of this is riding on Tyler Lockett's shoulders right now. Yeah. Uh, essentially yeah basically. Uh, i can i can tell you as a tyler lockett owner in another league that um basically tyler lockett comes out to play when you've got the game in hand already and just want to get that like max score um is is the oh. times that i've seen him come out is when right. i'm already like you know 130 points and just want to get to like 156 
Um, bad news for Nolan because this game is not yeah. in hand. Anytime, yeah. anytime I've been on like you know ninety nine and need to get to one hundred points to win the game, zero points from Tyler Lockett. So uh, <laughs> yeah, hmm. well, I, I mean it's it's pretty amazing when it when it comes down to it. But other than that, I think uh, uh, Nolan was definitely let down by Tyler Higby. That uh, Tyler Higby went for three yards today in the in the Rams versus the Packers. Um, Crazy. Th- the rest of his lineup was fairly. Um, milk toast uh, about their 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 fantasy yeah. matchup today, but uh, um, he still has a shot, and that's that's all you really need in fantasy. So I guess Absolutely. we'll move we'll move to a team without a shot right now, um, <laughs> and that'll be my team that played uh, Jay's okay. team today. So uh, Mike, I'll, I'll let you do the analysis. Oh, Mike, just go to town, baby. Yeah, yeah. So this one all came for right, little host on host action. Mm. So, I got to start right at the top, and I read it from the top down. And I'm seeing Justin Herbert versus Cam Newton. And without even looking at the scores, I'm already worried for Hallwell's chances. But I'm like, that's okay. He's got he's got Stafford playing, so he's he's okay. Um, so, Herbert had a good day. 21 points, you know, about projected. Newton, not so much. Uh, wide receivers, Holly all under 10. Jay all under 10. Seems pretty fair. Um, and then I look, he's... Hallwell's got McCaffrey, three points, that's rough. Uh, Dalvin Cook, big injury, fourth quarter maybe. Maybe lost Jason points there. But Damian Harris, punch in the end zone for you. Eckler, Eckler coming off four touchdowns last week. Couldn't do that again this week, Hallwell. Sorry about that. Where this matchup really came you know, to fruition was in the flex spot. Or sorry, no it didn't, that's a lie. Where it almost came to fruition, where Hallwell almost had a chance with the A.J. Dillon I didn't see how Jones did today, but AJ Dillian obviously had a huge day. And uh, yeah, Green Bay leading through pretty much the entire second half, um, and then Dylan just you know th- no reason to put Jones in uh, if you're not you know if you're just game managing. Dylan runs angry, so he looked mm-hmm. great. You know, lots of kind of five yard runs and stuff. But where sorry, this game did come down to the flex, but not just the flex, the super flex. Nice and. Aaron Rodgers was in Jays, and Hallwell played Jalen Hurts, which hurts quite a bit. Nice. And I agree with the Jalen Hurts play. Hallwell, you're now down 12 points, and it's looking rough because he's got the Cleveland defense, and nothing really that could happen, minus Yahoo thinks you have a 3% chance to win, which I don't understand. But here we are, and I need to throw it to you and question why on earth you didn't play Stafford I know there was like a report that came out about a shoulder injury or something but I gotta think a bum shoulder for Matt Stafford is better than a Cam Newton well so obviously uh, take us through baby I'll speak to the Matt Stafford experience Um, if you had been following the last three weeks for him uh, you would know that over those three weeks he had collectively um, scored 18 fantasy points. He's uh, um, he had struggled against Tennessee mightily. Uh, he struggled against um, wasn't Kansas City. Who did they play last Sunday night? The Rams played San Francisco. Yeah. He got absolutely spanked by San Francisco. So I was thinking like there's something up with Stafford. He's got the bye to come back to. So he come. He, they go into the bye. 
I'm, I've got him in the starting lineup as of this morning. And then the report about his shoulder comes up. I'm like, okay, what can we do? I look at Cam Newton. Cam Newton has essentially been hot fire um, since get, coming back, like signing with the Panthers. <laughs> he's going into the game. He's played one full game. And I don't even know if we can really credit him a full game where um, uh, where he first came back. So I'll, I'll say he's played five quarters of football. Um, and he scored five touchdowns. He's been um, a touchdown machine. And, and today he still was. Unfortunately, what was lacking here, and, and I, I do think McCaffrey's injury, which apparently he's in a walking boot, so um, great. I mean, I've managed this far without you, Christian, but uh, it would be nice if you showed up for me when I need you. Um but uh, yeah, I thought I, 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 I certainly did get a little bit um, trying to ride the hot hand too much. And um, it bit me, bit me hard today. Uh, there also is uh, another mistake that I made uh, on my bench there, uh, Mike. I don't know if you want to go into that. Yeah, Waddle. Yeah, I just, you know, you don't want to beat a dead horse, right? That's, a, that's the expression. So I thought the Stafford was enough, but... No, I think the Waddle decision is a little less concerning to me given the week Ayuk's kind of seemed to show some rhythm with uh, Jimmy G <clears throat> last week. Um, so I think that one's a little more of a toss-up. I just am perplexed that you would have played Cam. Um, but yeah, Waddle had a good day. And I think those two obviously make a big difference for you, but don't beat yourself self up a bit, Waddle. Well, it's just it's just the fantasy player's worst nightmare to have mm-hmm. a player go off on their bench, right? And yeah. so mm-hmm. when points are so essential for a tie breaking situation, I leave them mm-hmm. I leave them where they don't count. It's just mm-hmm. like that's that's not good. But enough for me. Like I think I think Jay, like you deserve this time to sort of like talk about like how you're feeling. Um, because you're gonna win this game unless mm-hmm. something ex- insane happens. Um like less than 3% chance of happening. Um, but like walk us through, walk us through what, what you're thinking about your team as you sort of close out the week with a win. Yeah. I think for me, the, the, the thing that I find most surprising for myself, for my team was at the end of last week, I was looking at the end of last week. I was going to get the win. I was really happy about it, but I was looking at the, the scores and I, I was initially thinking that I was either going to stay in my current position or drop back a position from, I think I was hanging out in eighth. I thought I was going to drop back based on some of the other matchups. And then at the end of the week, all the scores are accounted for. And all of a sudden I find myself in third. And so that was really surprised me. And I was kind of thrilled. So I looked at like points four. And so my team, um, I haven't been thrilled with my team has really not gone off. I haven't had a week. I think my highest score throughout the the season thus far is maybe like 125. Um, and I've hit, you know, north of you know 110 maybe three times kind of total right so i've had some some bum weeks and certainly kind of uh some rogers and herbert issues um but other than a couple of rough weeks i've had a very consistent team um and so that consistency means that i have the highest points for total in my division now i'm only about uh, i think uh 20 points ahead of you um Hallwell, but I'm almost uh, 100 points ahead of Gertie uh, who sits in first place in the division. So I think I don't love my team. Um I think uh Damien Harris just 
keeps getting touchdowns, which is amazing. And I love it. Uh, that Dalvin Cook has, you know, kind of been um, a victim of uh, um, Minnesota's play calling and, and offense uh, throughout the, the year. But going into the these back two games, especially going against uh, Gertie's team with or without JT, because Gertie's team sucks. Um, I'm feeling pretty strong about getting at least a one and one out of the next two games, which I think will be enough for the uh, the playoffs, if not possibly the division, depending on how other things go. So we are uh, cautiously optimistic here over uh, in Mike can't believe it's not Hallwall. Great points there. So mm-hmm. quick question. Don't know if you guys know, do the division records matter in the tiebreaker? Is that the first go-to? No. So it's points. I was looking at this the other day. Okay. Um, and so this is actually great that you brought it up. So the ultimate tiebreaker is points. What happens... Even um, in the division? Even in, in the division. That feels shitty. But... The, um, the divisional record only comes into play if in the playoffs you tie your opponent in points and then it goes to divisional record and then it goes to points scored over the last two weeks. And then you do that until there's a difference mm. between. Um, so the divisional record matters, but it, it, it mostly doesn't. The thing, the thing that matters the most is points scored, which I think is, is fair when yep. you get into the merits of it, mm-hmm. but it's just like the best performing team offensively deserves to be in the playoffs. And it's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, it's it's essentially what um, what Danish is talking about, right? When if you're always playing the the highest scoring team every week, you're getting boned, even though your team could be performing. Yeah. Um, but you've got to you've got to stack on some wins. I th- this this season has been insane. I'm like I'm like we're gonna. Uh-huh. Have- Take yeah. an opportunity to throw it to uh, to McKinnis here because I'd love his input on on whether he feels that for tiebreaker the first tiebreaker should be division win loss record or uh, overall points for. I think you have an interesting take on that. I yeah, I obviously have a very interesting uh, take on that. But it's nuanced, well too, right? well thought out and nuanced mm-hmm. uh, and carefully considered, carefully considered and different than what I would have wanted to say initially which is points for over division because division is arbitrary and points are less arbitrary mm. uh and um mm. sorry i what was the question thank you so much pat that's really great back to yeah. you hollow uh as always pat we just want to thank you for your your incredible and thoughtful analysis mm. of fantasy uh you are our um our spirit guide when as we, we travel through this crazy fantasy season you know what and 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 i i appreciate that uh you know i love being on the podcast all the time uh you know as 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 you guys know i'm you know here every week uh not just in spirit but always in the call yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know every every time uh you guys do one of these things i'm always here and, uh. and i'll always be here I, people, people are going to be asking about about what you just said. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask what the what the audience is thinking. Are you the mystery source? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I cannot confirm that. I could deny it, but I I won't at this time. 
Whoa! <laughs> Riddle me this. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Well, very exciting. I'm I'm obviously aware of the context of what the mystery source is. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, I watch this show constantly. Obviously. It, you know, and and yeah, I the mystery source exists. Yeah. And and you may be it. You didn't I, deny that you could be it. So there's a strong possibility. Always could be the, the mystery source. Always a strong possibility. Uh, I am definitely a source of something. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> it's right. often been said. Wild. Often been said. Well, with that, I'm going to stay on the call for sure. But I am going to leave being a voice on the call. But I'm definitely going to still be on the call. Perfect. Okay. I think that that's very clear. All right. Checks out. Okay. I'll possibly unmute later. Sounds good. Okay. I I do uh, want to just touch on this is what I was kind of alluding to the whole division thing. Gertie's zero and three in the div at first, Mm -hmm. but it's funny how I mean in this case I guess it doesn't really matter because he's last in points. So either way, you know, his cookies crumbled if he's tied in record. That division, so if Gertie loses, if Lockett manages to pull his head out of his ass and maybe have, like, just a few yards tomorrow night, that division will be 7-5, and five, the three of them. And, uh, yeah. oh, well, you're going to be fighting from the back end, which is going to yeah. be much like ours, as you said. Mm-hmm. Two 7-5 and five teams will be playing. I'm not sure. What's the matchup next week? So I play, I play Gertie and Jay and Nolan play each other. So Jay and um, Nolan will basically be for the division, barring uh, any crazy like. No, sorry. I think I I think I can jump in there. Uh, potentially, I still have a shot at the division. I, I mean, like we all kind of do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I if if Jay loses next week to Nolan, and Nolan. Yeah, I would have to lose. You would have to. Then win you both. and Nolan the week after. Nolan yeah. beats me. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. But if if I beat Nolan and I've beaten you, then I think it's too close. I mean, it's all it's all too close. Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Not, yeah, I it, it, <laughs> there's no amount of math that we could do it's, to figure it out. No. Um not not that it's uh very crucial at all, but I'm 3 and 0 in the division. Um up until this week I was, I'm 3 and 1 now. What's your <laughs> record record division, Jay? I will now be 3 and 1. Oh, okay. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a, a race to the finish. If I, if I lose any more games, that's, that's it. There's mm-hmm. no margin for error left. Mm-hmm. I have to, I have to win and, and win out eight wins. Whoever, whoever's getting to eight wins, I think is pretty much in. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a, another way that you can like imagine. I don't know if it's even possible, but could we have multiple eight, eight and six teams? In the playoffs or in the division? Well, sorry, in the division, I guess. But like, is it possible that an eight and six team misses out on playoffs? Uh, I think right now it feels like that's possible. Jesus. Or it might be whoever gets to eight gets in, and anything less just doesn't do it. Right. But so I would say, I would say, as we sort of like wind down this podcast, there's a few things that like I want to sort of highlight um, moving forward. So. 
Mike, your division, your division is the lowest scoring. So you guys have kind of like that extra hurdle to go over. Mm-hmm. Um, J, uh, J, J in my division is, um, uh, the, the middle scoring. So like we, we kind of do have the benefit of like, um, having, having our scores higher than mm-hmm. you guys. Um, <sighs> The two championships, asterisk, 1.21 Gigaguts and Neville's team, Bitch Boy's team, those are like crazy high scoring. Um, Curtis and Danish's team are also high scoring. I think they're like um, fifth and sixth potentially in, in, in the league. Um, but they won't they won't have a record that can contend with any sort of playoffs. So um, the person that could really fuck up are like, um, I, I guess Mike, your yours and, and my pursuit of like a wild card situation, if that were the case, is Neville because Neville has like a hundred point lead on right um, on, on all of us. Yeah. So like Neville's absolutely a threat. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm I don't know. I don't know if you're going to have two teams that come out of your division. I don't know either. Um, I don't think so. I don't know how the math is going to work. But, You're gonna have a divisional winner, but the re- like two championships has been too strong. Like there's no team um, under 500, even even after I yeah. lose this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just the points for like it, it. Like Neville Neville has like 1400 points, and I'm not even at 1350. Like, yeah, if only Curtis could have. Well, he still could. Curtis could still pull off the win, but. If Curtis could somehow beat him this week, that would almost eliminate both teams. Like be fantastic. Yeah. Jesus. Like he'd be five and seven. So he could come back, but his best would be seven and seven. Mm-hmm. So yeah. he'd likely be done based on divisional play and the records that I'm looking at right now. Crazy. So, Crazy. Neville yeah, and Neville was like five and oh at one point, right? Yeah. So Lamar Jackson, if he can just uh, you know take a break, relax a little bit for the rest of the game, then uh, maybe Curtis will take it. Maybe, maybe. So I think what is there three eliminated teams? Curtis, Danish. Would Mike Hall be eliminated at five and seven? He'd basically be eliminated. Yeah, if I think he, it, maybe it, not it, technically, but I guess he could win the division if things fell. Oh, yeah, he's, he's leading way. the division in points for it. So yeah, if, if things fell his way. He could still win the division. Oh, that's vicious. Mm-hmm. Being 10th, but leading the division. Only like, yeah, I mean, he's not leading it by a ton, but still having the most points for it, but being dead last in your division by a margin is rough. Yeah, he would have to... No, I don't even know if he could. Because I'm he beating him. Out. He wins out. I Winner of Suds and I. And then I would have to lose to Andre... You all finish seven and seven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everyone finished seven and seven. Mike squeaks in. <laughs> I mean, crazy. Yeah. I mean, this year. It brings when... to mind probably the worst part about this week for me, certainly not for Hallwell, his own choices are his worst thing. Um, but Ryan beating <laughs> Danish right here just ends the, the Danish possibility of, of winning out and, and possibly yeah. winning his division yeah. just kills it right now. And I was like, Oh, well, it's fun. While it thought, while the thought lasted, it was, it was a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was that Cleveland, uh, Baltimore game doing? 
It is low scoring. Baltimore's up 3-0 with a Justin Tucker field goal. Wow. So we'll see. It's it's beginning of the second quarter. Uh, maybe Lamar uh, gets the poops again, and um, he's got to be replaced by uh, Huntley, who was the backup to QP. But yeah, Huntley behind Lamar. I don't know. We'll see. But I think I think we 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 kind of see the next two weeks coming into uh, to vision here. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Uh, we know some some of us were big winners this week. Uh, Mike and Jay, I think I think you can both include yourself in that. Absolutely. Uh, that crowd. Uh, some of us were huge losers. I, I'm going to say I was probably one of the bigger losers um, of the week. This this is a huge blow to my playoff hopes. <laughs> we're still fighting, you know. So, but uh, still five hundred. Still five hundred. Is there anything uh, you guys want to? Uh, yeah, just uh, just while I've got him here, um, off topic but on topic. Jay, fuck you for fantasy hockey. We got a very intense <laughs> matchup this week, and he somehow just. I just literally pulled up the score, and I was like, he's 20 points ahead of me now. Go, go, so go to fuck myself. So we had a little bit of a was, bet on that, and uh, yeah. Absolutely. That sucks. What What do you guys, uh, what do you guys owe? Name um, next week. The, that's but, right. The loser, the winner gets to choose the loser's name for the, the, the upcoming week. Okay. So I've got a, I've got a couple doozies ready to go. Yeah. Nice. yeah. So, yeah, that's, a, that's all I had to add. Um... Other than that, no, check out Scotch and Sports. Uh, the latest mm-hmm. episode's great. Uh, can't miss it. It's uh, non-stop action over there. And uh, Gertie sucks. Gertie sucks. Fuck. Gertie, your team sucks. <laughs> Say hi to Rachel for me. Absolutely. I think uh, from me, it's been a, it's been a great week. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on for the first time ever. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, excited for teams that I play in the next coming weeks to make decisions like Hallwell did this week and just benefit me hugely. <laughs> um, Gertie, I don't think you suck like Pelt does, which was rude, but your team really sucks. By the way, say hi to Rachel for me. Um, awesome signups, guys. Uh, I, I just want to sort of throw it out to uh, our co-host again, Suds. We miss you. Get better. Um, but yeah, Gertie, um, I don't think you're a terrible person like Mike does. Your team sucks big time. Um, and say hi to Rachel for me. Little delay. We're live, baby.